bitch when it's out of it. Made her spread an eagle by no kind of it. I be on no kind of shit. They don't show no kind of love. Why my dog give his mama bundle? I gave mine a hug. Yeah, man. That was still alive, yeah, man. That was still alive from my boy uh, Lou Maurice, man. Shout out to you, bro. You're doing big things. I still see you out here grinding. But that's off his new album, Still Alive. Lou Maurice, the name of that song is Still Alive. Go ahead and check that out. It's all on streaming platforms. Go and go get it, man. He also has merch out. He has everything out, man. Just shout out to him. He's been doing big things. He was my very, one of my very first early interviews. Uh, so I'm definitely excited to see that he still still is doing his thing, man. I'm really excited to uh, listen to the rest of it, man. But I just wanted to give you guys that first initial listen with me. And we're about to get into it. Again, this is the Blood Toss Podcast. I'm your host, A.B. Brizzly, presented to you by the Savage Town TV Network. And we're about to get into it with another episode, man. First thing I wanted to jump into, I wanted to get a little techie today, uh, was the metaverse. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard about it, but the metaverse. Um, it's about to get real crazy. If you like playing The Sims, if you out here playing 2K, if you out here playing Mutt on Madden, all types of stuff like that, you already kind of know what the metaverse is. But basically, the metaverse is basically a virtual world, virtual it's 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 a combination of multiple elements of technology, um, virtual reality, augmented reality, and video, where users live within a digital universe. So it's kind of like you know The Sims. Um, and what I wanted to talk about with the metaverse is just my quick thoughts and how I think it's about to affect us and how it's already affecting us. I think the thing with the metaverse is some people say they're scared of it. Um, some people think it's gonna keep people indoors, but I think it's a great opportunity. Uh, I think it's another great opportunity for people to interconnect, um, to share information. We already see what's going on with cryptocurrency, uh, digital real estate, uh, things like the central land, things like that. Um, 
And I think it's going to be awesome. Like everything that you basically want to do, you can do inside the metaverse. You can become who you want. You can go where you want to go. You can become a whole different person. You can do all types of things in the metaverse. And I think that's it's going to be something great that really, really, again, interconnects the world. It's going to be another way for people to share information. Even me, the things that I do, you're going to be able to interview people, do all types of things, play games. They even have a glove out to where now they're, they're developing a glove to where when you touch things in the metaverse, you can actually feel it. And I think that's going to be... <laughs> That's going to be next level. We already have video games. Um, the PS4, um, PS5 has uh, virtual reality. There's virtual reality. There's the Oculus. There's things of that nature. Uh, there's all types of things out right now that kind of give, that can give you a little sample of seeing where it's going to go. But I think what people really, really need to realize is, is that the, is the, is that if this thing gets crazy and gets really rolling the way it's supposed to, especially with things like, again, digital real estate, cryptocurrency, NFTs, all these crazy type of things, people are going to be able to live in two worlds at one time, two worlds at one time. It's going to be absolutely insane. And it's going to, it's, it's going to bring technology to a whole different level. Um, you, you, you do whatever you want. You're going to be able to, uh, we can be an actor if you want, make movies, play sports, gamble, watch games, listen to music. You'll be able to be whoever you want. And I think people that are kind of, people that are kind of scared of it are the people that kind of, I would say their life now is great. They probably don't want anything to shift. They don't want anything to really change. But for that average person, that average Joe, that person that might not like how things are going, I think this will give a great outlet to relax, come up with new ideas, network. Because some people want to network, but they can't. Some people want to do certain things, but they can't just because of where the reality is and where they're at at the moment. Timing is a motherfucker. You know, timing is... uh is very important and you never really, and sometimes you can have everything lined up, but the timing. And I think this is just gonna give another outlet. I think this is honestly just gonna give another outlet for people to come together. Um, so let me let me guys, let, let, let me know how you guys feel about the metaverse, man. Um, I think especially for video games, it's gonna be awesome. I think that's the next step for all my gamers out there. At the end of the day, we've been sitting down holding controller for a long time for a long time so um i think we're gonna need something new and i think what you see again with things like oculus and things like uh you know people have played the sims and all types of other things i think what you're gonna see is virtual reality is gonna become a new thing fortnite roblox the central land minecraft all those types of things are about to bring are about to bring on uh, metaverse type qualities very, 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 very soon. Uh, it's, and I really just wanted to talk about it because it's really interesting to me. I, to be honest with you guys, I'm just thinking like, man, um, I'll be able to do something with interviewing people and some type of media and be able to do it with some type of virtual reality. I was even telling my boy, uh, Vaughn Johnson, um, owner and operator of OFP. Make sure you guys check that out. I'm going to, um, 
OFP and on any type of screen on any type of uh, social media platform or OFP.com. I was even telling him, man, you're gonna be able to start selling clothes. And I was telling him, like, just how people buy clothes in 2K, niggas gonna be wanting to do the same shit. They gonna want their avatar to look good. They gonna want whatever they got that associates with them to look good. So they gonna buy the the hottest the hottest merch that's virtual. It's all the same thing, man. If I can buy pants that give me this reward system, and it's all based on you see it in games like 2K. I always say 2K because everybody know the niggas love 2K. We love 2K, man. We love 2K, and. Everybody knows when you go on 2K, they give you the coins. You can buy these shoes, gives you plus three speed, or put on this ring, get you plus one three-pointer, all types of things. And they're going to have that exact same thing in the metaverse. And why not incorporate your business into it? Because that's all it really is. Who do you think is getting that money when you pay for them coins? It's like at the end of the day, it's virtual reality. So I think what you're going to see is it's not going anywhere. Same thing, like I said, with crypto, NFTs. Those are all the same type of things. Those are all the same type of things. All the same type of things, man. Oh, damn. I'm going to have uh, to charge my motherfucking headphones. Some shit's finally died. But, uh, yeah, it's all the same type of things, man. It's all the same type of things. The metaverse is coming. Uh, to make sure you guys keep an eye out for it. And I'm telling you, man, if you're not into the video games already, you're going to need to get into them. That's just one part of it. But virtual worlds are coming. Uh, virtual reality is coming. So let's get on to some other things. Uh, I wanted to talk about Elon Musk. Uh, that guy is something truly special. He is truly something special. Um, things he's been doing with Tesla have been crazy. Everybody knows he went to space. Uh, and I'm really just interested to see where he goes and what he does with things. Because Elon can pretty much do whatever. He pretty much is one step away from being Lex Luthor. Like, it, it's 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 really not, it's really, people think it's like far off, but it's really not. And the things that he's talking about doing, especially with like the uh, microchip, um, basically turning humans into cell phones, y'all think that's some bullshit. It's not, it's coming. <laughs> like, there's gonna be some people, there's, there's gonna be, uh, there's gonna be people that, uh, there's gonna be, there's definitely gonna be people that sign up for it that sign up for it especially in our communities the black communities man it's gonna be people that take these chips and see what he's gonna do with it because right now who can really stop elon bro who can really stop elon musk from doing but what he wants to do he has all the money in the world he has influence um you can see he's always getting within the culture he's always uh you can see him with Kanye West. You see him smoking with Joe Rogan. Uh, Elon Musk is definitely uh, it's going to be a big player in the future of the world for the next, I would say, 10 to 15 years. And he also plays a part in the metaverse like I was talking about before. Uh, it's <laughs> This guy is truly a, truly a trendsetter. And I hope that he can do things for the good. Um, when it comes to the, the microchip, I'm still kind of iffy on that. People always say, why would you be scared of getting a microchip? You already got your cell phone. But it's something about a microchip in my brain I really don't like. Because I just feel like, because what they're talking about, he's talking about putting satellites by basically, like I said, he's got the money, he's got the influence. He's going to take <laughs> and create his own satellites and put them orbiting the earth. And that's what the chip is 
that he is also designing is going to interface with. So what you're looking at is you might be able to, instead of going on your phone, typing in a Google search, you might be able to just think it, connect with the satellite and then boom, you got the information because you're connected to the satellite and you're, you're communicating with it via this chip. And while that might seem cool, like, oh, I got access to all this information. I don't know. It seems a little iffy. Um, I don't think humans honestly are ready for that. Um, like I want to kind of just slow down, just do the cars, but it's, 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 I don't see it. I, I don't see, I don't see him really slowing down. Tesla's doing his thing. He just sold off like a billion shares of stock. Um, it's going to be real interesting to see what Elon does, man. It's going to be real interesting to see what Elon does and where he takes things because him and Jeff Bezos, that can be the new Lex Luthor evil twin motherfuckers for real. I would never, I would not be surprised at all. If we, <laughs> if I'm watching like right now, I'm watching Sunday night football and that shit was just rudely interrupted by Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk with a public announcement, announcing to the world, Hey, this is what's about to happen. This is what we about to do. So I'm just saying, man, it's, it's, it's finna get, it's finna get real crazy, real crazy, real soon. So, um, let's get on to some other things, man. Um, one thing I want to let you guys know, I have an upcoming interview coming up. Andrew Bloom out here in Atlanta. Uh, he's a tattoo artist, visual artist. Um, out here works at 333 Peter Station, City of Ink. He is the mentoree of Maya Bailey. Um, check out that interview also as well on my page on Savage Time TV. Maya Bailey interview. Um, I really like talking to tattoo artists, man. They're they're a visual, they're a type of visual artist, but I think they're kind of having a real resurgence right now when it comes to uh, tattooing. Um, I can't really put my finger onto it as of why, but you know, for the last maybe five or ten years, the look or outlook on tattoos has changed. It's not like it used to be. Um, I'm 28. When you were growing up, if you had tattoos, you kind of couldn't even almost get a job. Now, I'm still going to say that as a black man, when I have my tattoos, I have my hair. I'm not going to sit here and be like, people don't judge me because I have tattoos. But now tattoos are more of a more accepted thing widely. Um, so being able to talk to some tattoo artists about their art, how they do it, why they do it is going to be great. I'm going to be shooting that tomorrow. Uh, should be going live around 10 a.m., 10.30, so make sure you guys check that out. It's going to be dope, man. It's going to be real dope. Um, Andrew Bloom, tattoo artist, visual artist out here in Atlanta. It's going to be dope. Make sure you guys check it out. Another interesting thing that I wanted to get into was the uh, Kid Cudi documentary. So Kid Cudi had a great documentary out on, I think it was Prime Video, and I checked it out, and I love Kid Cudi, man. Um, one of my favorite artists of all time. He's one of my favorite artists of all time, and uh, he's made some of the some of the greatest songs that really helped me through. Everybody knows soundtrack to my life, pursuit of happiness, Mr. Solo Dolo, Indica, King Wizard, uh, Immortal, mm, Day and Night, uh, Speed and Bullet to Heaven, Confusion. Uh, 
Kids see ghosts with Kanye West. Like the the list goes on and on. Everybody knows what Kid Cudi has contributed to the musical world. And uh, uh, the document, the documentary was absolutely crazy. Um, He really gave a real in look into his life and just the things that he was battling. Like everybody knew that you know he was a lonely stoner. He was going through a lot. But I didn't know some of the things that they were revealing on this uh, documentary. You guys should really check it out. I don't want to put too much out, but I thought it was a great, great, great documentary. He talked about every single one of his albums, the key songs, people, how they made it. Like, I had no idea. I had no idea that this dude um, had originally basically made the core of Kanye West's Heartless. How could you be so heartless? Mm, 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 mm. The story behind how that was created, how he flew him down, how Kanye basically, I'm not even going to say flew him because he didn't do that. <laughs> so uh, Kanye West invited Kid Cudi to come over to Hawaii. Kid Cudi had to finance this his own, his own time. This is before Kid Cudi's getting any radio play. Bulls basically broke. And if you guys know anything about flying, flying to Hawaii from anywhere in the United States is a... It's a hassle and it's and it's not cheap. So he gets down there in about an hour or two. He basically wrote the chorus. And if you've heard Heartless, that shit is fucking fire. But to hear it on the documentary, they give you a, they have footage of basically the original before it was mixed, before they started editing, doing all that stuff, kind of messing with it. Just that raw, how how Kid Cudi basically wrote it up raw that day, and it was crazy to hear as a Kanye West Kid Cudi fan. As a Kanye West Kid Cudi fan, it was absolutely insane to hear it. Um, it was really dope. Uh, he talked about Speeding Bullet to Heaven, which honestly was an album that I kind of low-key skipped over when it first came out. Because um, it just sounded completely different from what he was going could go on from that you usually get from Cudi. But he gives a great explanation and story of how he was going through a lot. How he was really on the edge of some shit. And how... Speeding Bullet to Heaven is basically a representation of that. And there's a song on there called Confusion. And I'm telling you, man, that shit is deep. That shit is deep. That is a deep ass song. If you, if I'm telling you, go ahead and listen to that shit one time. Don't say I didn't warn you, though. The shit is deep. The shit is raw. And the shit is dark. I'm just telling you. But if you're a fan of Kid Cudi to... You gotta check out this document documentary, man. Um, I forgot all about uh, Satellite Flight. Uh, he had some Balmain jeans on there. Help me take off my Balmain jeans. I wonder yours. That shit is fire, dog. <laughs> oh my god, that Kid Cudi shit is fucking fire, but um. Definitely check out this Kid Cudi documentary. It's absolutely awesome. Uh, I think it's available on Prime Video. Make sure you guys go check that out. Um, my favorite album from Kid Cudi is Indica, King Wizard, Mad, Mad Solar, uh, Brothers, uh, Girls, um, Immortal. Oh my gosh, it's so much fire. It's so much fire. Matter of fact, nah, it's so much fire. It's too much fire, bro. It's too much fire. It's too much. It's too much fire, bro. Man, listen to this shit, bro. 
Listen to this shit, y'all. Listen to this shit, man. Real talk. Listen to this shit. Man, where's my shit at? Turn that shit on. It's just me and my niggas. My fans. You gonna rock out real quick. People that care about me and my fans. Fuck all these other niggas. Telling y'all, man, it's that old kid Cuddy right here. Shit is fucking fire, man. Just want to give you guys a little, a little look into my favorite Kid Cudi album. That's my favorite album, man. It's one of my favorite songs, King Wizard. But uh, let's get on from that. Um, let's talk into some things that I've been watching. So I checked out this Chang Chi movie, Ten Rings, uh, Marvel movie. Uh, I'm not the biggest Marvel fan just because it's a lot going on. I think anime is enough for me, but. Yeah, I thought it was meh. I thought it. I thought. I thought it was meh. I thought. I thought the Shang Chi was. I thought the Shang Chi was was meh. Uh, he got the ten rings or whatever, but I wasn't. Mm, to me, I feel like he could have just done more for him to live like uh, ten thousand. What's up, man? What's up? That's why it's here. What's up, bro? Uh, it's it's crazy to. Uh, he had the ten rings. And I just felt like he could have done more with them. Like for him to live like ten lifetimes, I don't want to just completely ruin the movie, but I think he could have just done a little bit more. Uh, as far as like a movie, just like plot effects, all that. Of course, Marvel's gonna do their thing. That was dope. Uh, the fight scene at the end, dope. Uh, I just feel like with the Ten Rings, I feel like we could have known more about them because it just seems as if it's like you kind of know what they do, but you don't. Like, I wish we could have just seen more versatility um, used with the rings. Um, I, that's all really what it really comes down to. I really just wanted them to do more with the rings, uh, maybe give a little bit more backstory. But uh, other than that, like, it was a good movie. Shang Chi is a good movie. I'm not the biggest Marvel fan, like I was saying before, but. Uh, it, it was decent. It was definitely decent. Uh, but it's just like, I wish we really, really could have just seen more of uh, versatility with the rings. Because I'm just thinking, like, in a Marvel fight, like, what is he really going to do? Like, like, it seems like it's a lot of melee. You can throw the rings. But I feel like there's, like, they could have shown more 
of what he was doing with them. That's just my thoughts on it. I don't know if you guys have seen Shang-Chi, but it, it was pretty good. Um, it was pretty good. Um, I was talking with my boy Jimmy about the, how the Asian community was talking about uh, how the Asian community was talking about the representation of how they were represented. And they basically wanted, they didn't like that the uh, person that was selected to play Shang-Chi didn't really represent them the way they wanted to. They kind of wanted that high cheekbone looking a certain way. I don't know if you guys have seen Tokyo Drift. There's a Asian guy that plays a uh, Yakuza member in that. He kind of wanted to resemble that look. More of a straight cut line jaw. You know what I mean? Just that more prototypical look. And that's kind of what they were looking for. And once you see Chang chi if you haven't seen it, the main character kind of represents the more average, more day-to-day, -day, what you would call an average Asian man. Not like he's like fat or anything like that or out of shape or nothing like that. He just doesn't look like BTS. <laughs> if you guys know BTS, you guys know what I'm talking about. Um, so moving on from Shane Chi, I'm about to get into uh, my F1 shit, man. You know, I got to get into my F1 bag. Um, I love me some F1, man. The F1 season this year has been absolutely awesome. Verstappen's been doing his thing. Hamilton's trying to get his uh, record-breaking eighth world title. It's been great to see uh, Perez doing his thing on Red Bull. Uh, my boy Gasly, my underdog that I fuck with, he's been doing his thing. Uh, F1 has been really good this year. Uh, I always tell people, check it out, man. I know, um, I got onto it late. It's motorsport. It's just, These are the fastest cars in the world racing through some of the greatest cities in the world, all throughout different parts of the world. Uh, you guys should really check it out. Even if, and if you really need to get a little intro into it, the way I got into it, there's a show on Netflix called Drive to Survive. Uh, it's, I think it's three seasons out right now. I'm trying to tell you, you'll start watching it. I'm telling you, you will fall in love with it. I just, I love F1, man. I, I love it. Um, I love it. Uh, it's been a great, great season, though. Yuki Sonoda and his rookie season has been doing his thing for AlphaTauri. Uh, Ferrari has been, eh. Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz have been kind of doing their thing. Um, oh, my God. I can't think of. Oh, my God. I can't believe I cannot think of. McLaren. Okay. So, McLaren has. Uh, they started off pretty good. Lando Norris is really starting off strong this year. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see where they finish in the. Uh, oh, my goodness. I can't believe I can't think of it right now. In the uh, Team Cup. I know it's not Team Cup. Guys, don't kill me. They actually watch F1. But uh, I think I think um, Lewis Hamilton is going to be able to squeeze it out. I just think Verstappen hasn't been in this type of predicament with all this pressure. And Lewis Hamilton, when he turns it on, he turns it on. He, he really turns it on. Um, God damn it. It looks like we just got a fucking turnover. But, uh when Hamilton Lewis decides to turn it on, he turns it on. You saw that with his last race. Um, he won. There's two more races to go. Um, I think he's going to take both of them, honestly. I just think his his veteran presence is going to show. Um, this is Verstappen's first time kind of being in this scenario. But at the same time, I would love to see Verstappen get his first... I would love to see Verstappen get his first... Uh, 
get his first championship. I would love to see Verstappen get his first championship. Um, I think that would be really great for the F1 community. And me as a new fan, I would definitely love to uh, see that. Just great for the community because at the same time, Lewis Hamilton does have seven. So it, it'd, be, it'd be great to see. It'd be great to see. Uh, so that's my little bit on F1. Um, you guys should definitely go and check it out. Love me some F1. I know this is a little old, but I wanted to get into it. It was the LeBron scuffle. Uh, if you guys it's if you guys weren't hiding under a rock, you basically would have saw how. Oh, let's go! I know this motherfucker didn't just fumble. Oh, yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yeah. Oh, yes, he definitely fumbled. Oh, tell me we got that ball. Tell me we got that ball. Yes, we did. Hey. But uh, <laughs> yes, we just got that shit. Let's try to get a field goal. But um. LeBron scuffle, man. He got into a fight. He basically got into a fight with, uh, he basically got into a fight with Isaiah Stewart from the Pistons. This was about three, four, five days ago. Um, and what I wanted to talk about was how people were saying, I couldn't believe like Shannon Sharp and, uh, Chris Broussard. And I don't want to say Nick Wright for sure, but I'm just going to throw Nick Wright in there because he's, he's always supportive of LeBron. And them trying to say LeBron didn't do that shit on purpose. I'm like, fam, watch the tape. Boy clearly swung back and smocked boy. Like he clearly smocked him. Like he, he clearly just went up with just you know what I'm saying? Get off me. Now I don't think he meant for him to bleed. But at the same time, they were trying to like exclude LeBron of all wrongdoing. I'm like, you can't do that. You cannot do that. LeBron definitely meant to hit him. And Bull had every right to be pissed off because at the end of the day, all these guys are world-class athletes providing for their families. Like, every every man that plays in the NBA is probably the leader of his household. And for him to just get, uh, for him to just get punched on like that was kind of wild. Like, so I, I, I understand why Isaiah Stewart was mad. I don't think that Isaiah Stewart should have been fined more games than LeBron James. I definitely think LeBron should have got two. Isaiah Stewart could have got one. Worst case scenario, I see LeBron getting two. Isaiah Stewart also getting two. Um, I just don't see. I just don't see why LeBron was only given one. I mean, of course he's LeBron James, but at the same time, we come on, bro, like. Paul <laughs> clearly smocked him. Like, I don't understand how. Uh, I don't understand how LeBron got off with it. I honestly don't. I don't understand how he just hit Paul and got away with it. Like, Paul was completely leaking. Like, it looked like the end of the first, second round of a UFC championship fight. So you can't tell me. You can't tell me that LeBron didn't deserve at least to get two games. He at least should have got two games, bro. LeBron should have at least got two games. Um, I think, you know, the Lakers are kind of iffy right now. LeBron's been frustrated. He was coming back from an injury. The young blood, <laughs> the young blood probably gotten underneath his nerves. LeBron kind of swatted him like a gnat. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like when you had that little brother. You know, I got little brothers and sisters, and sometimes, you know, you play fighting. You might, you know, hit him a little too hard. You meant to hit him. You know what I'm saying? You definitely meant to hit him, but you didn't mean for to make it to, to, to maybe take it to the next level. Um, and on top of that, I don't think LeBron really wanted smoke because at the end of the day, LeBron is 37 years old, and Isaiah Stewart was a young and spruce 20. So, and he had a lot of energy. 
he had a lot of energy for LeBron. So that's why I wanted to say on that LeBron scuffle situation. I just think I don't when when they gave LeBron one game and gave Isaiah Stewart two. I just think it sends the wrong message. Um, completely considering that all that Isaiah Stewart was doing was trying to box out and got hit in the face. I just think that's kind of wild. It's like, come on, man. But at the end of the day, you know what they always say when you're growing up? The second person always gets in trouble. It's never the first person. It's always the second. So uh, let's get into the NBA a little bit this year. I want to just talk about why is the NBA so fucking lit? Did this motherfucker throw another interception, dog? What the fuck, bro? I'm sorry. I'm just watching my boy, my the Ravens right now. And this, bro, like, bro, we just trying to get to the half. Like, what the fuck is going on? This shit is on some Madden shit right now. It's on some Madden shit. It's like the last 40, 45 seconds that we didn't have, like, three turnovers. But the NBA, man, the NBA has been killing it this year. This is one of the, uh, the best starts in the NBA season that I've personally enjoyed. Um... It's only been 20 games in, and I've been watching the NBA. I haven't gone two nights without watching the game. Um, my Chicago Bulls are doing their thing, and one of the reasons why I think the NBA is so lit this year is because the talent is so crazy across the board. Every team has someone or two people that you can watch that are like, whoa, Timberwolves usually been trash. Anthony Edwards, did you see what he did to that? It didn't count, but my God, that motherfucker flew, bro. Um, Sacramento Kings, you got Buddy Hill, Darren Fox. You even got the Pacers. They're doing their thing with DeAndre Sabonis. The Pistons got Kay Cunningham. The Houston Rockets with Jalen Green and uh, those young boys out there doing their thing. It's like there's no teams now that are like, oh, they're just not fun to watch. Like every team can give you a highlight. Every team can do their thing. There's so many great storylines from the Lakers kind of struggling. We don't know what the fuck's going on. Russell Westbrook, are they going to get rid of him before the trade line or not? You got Ben Simmons out here about to go broke supposedly because he's basically telling the Sixers, fuck you. And uh, the Sixers basically started off really, really tough this year. And they've been kind of been on a slide. You've got the new rule changes with um, calling the fouls. That's really impacted players like James Harden, who is one of my favorite players, and uh, players like Trey Young. But I think just overall this year, the uh, NBA is just kind of letting them play. I've been watching it, and I can't say that I don't like it. But at the same time, I think it's just an adjustment period that's going to have to take place. Um, I do think they're kind of letting some things a little bit too much go. Um, I think the Warriors were playing today and Steph Curry got a tech because he felt like he got fouled and they didn't call it. Um, the Warriors are back. Uh, Clay's about to be back. I would love to see Kawhi Leonard and the Clippers come back full strength. Um, it's just a it's just a great great NBA season thus far. We haven't had any crazy injuries. Um, that's another thing. Everybody's still relatively healthy. We haven't had any season enders from any of the headliners, so that's also good as well. Uh, there's been teams that are doing good that haven't been. The Washington Wizards, great surprise. Miami Heat, they got Kyle Lowry. I definitely thought they were going to be good, but they've been really doing their thing. Um, what's another team? Phoenix Suns are on like a 13 to 14 game winning streak. Like it's a lot, lot, lot going on right now. Um, in the NBA, 
and it's we're not even at the all-star break so i just think that's great to see because a lot of people um love to talk about uh how the nba basically is just we can't watch it until we get to the playoffs i definitely think that is completely bullshit at this point and uh the NBA is much watched now. Like, you can watch a regular season game and have a great time. So, make sure you guys tune into that. Let's move on, man. Um, Cam Newton, I wanted to talk about that. So, Cam finally got his time uh, to come back. That was great to see a redemption story. Um, to see him come out of the Carolina Panthers tunnel once again. He scored a couple touchdowns. Uh, he ran to the to the he ran to the uh, middle of the field, did the Superman shit. I thought that was fucking awesome. Uh, I remember Shannon Sharp saying he didn't really like it, saying that oh it's about me. But I'm like yeah, bro, he scored the touchdown. Like, and you know Cam, everybody knows how Cam is on top of what he's been going through. Like, he's emotional, man, and he was really loving that moment. And I don't think when he did it, especially considering everything that's going on, I don't think it could be seen as like a selfish act. It was truly a redemption. He never thought he might ever put on a uniform, let alone a Carolina's Panther uniform. So I thought for that moment, it was a great, great celebration. Um, it was great to see Cam back in his comfort zone, back throwing the football. I just think he's one of the people that adds an element to this league just of must watch. Uh, his last game this Sunday, this past Sunday, wasn't really too good, though, against the Miami Dolphins. He ended up getting benched. Um, I'm definitely interested to see what the Panthers are going to do with Cam Newton moving forward because it's like, is Cam Newton the future? Because you see somebody like Tom Brady out here playing, and he's 42-43. Now, I'm not saying that Cam is Tom Brady. We're not saying that. But I'm saying Cam is not even 35. So it's like he got something left in the tank, but does he? So I think at this point, um, the thing with Cam is definitely going to be is he in the Panthers' future, or is Cam just kind of just trying to sell some tickets or trying to get to the playoffs? Because it's not like the Panthers are, are dead in the water. The Panthers are right now a playoff team. So it's definitely interested to see what's going to be going on. They, I mean, uh, Sam Darnold was an absolute dud. And I, I'm not going to lie, I didn't see that happen. And I thought when they got Sam Darnold, he was going to take them to the playoffs. But I guess it wasn't the Jets. But to see Cam Newton, I hope they can let him finish out the season. At least let him finish out the season, you know. Don't make it like it was just a little. Because I feel like if they kind of throw Cam to the wayside as soon as he starts to mess up, it's kind of like, why did you bring him in here? We can't expect him to be perfect. But I think it would be really great to see Cam Newton and the Panthers get into the playoffs. Um, so let's move on from that, man. Um, today... We got some uh, unfortunate news. I should have ended it. I should have started it off, honestly, with this. Um, and that was with the passing of fashion icon, um, cultural icon, entrepreneur, father, brother, son, uh, Virgil Abloh. Uh, he died from cancer today. He passed away. Rest in peace to him. Condolences to his family. Um and I was talking to my boy uh, Barry just about how it's it just seems so crazy, man. It just seems like it's always someone that looks like me, you know. And I'm and we always talk about it's not we know that people die every day, but it seems like we're always seeming to lose someone that's such cultural impact, man. 
It's like we talk about from Martin Luther King, uh, Malcolm X, uh, Nipsey, man, Dolph, and now Virgil Abloh. Like, and for people that don't know, Virgil Abloh was the owner and creator of uh, Off White. He also had just been attained the position of uh, head of head designer at Louis Vuitton. Um, we all know how much to the culture that Virgil meant, especially we know how much to our culture and just the black community. We know how much fashion um, and clothes means to us as an expression, or just as something that we love. And to see him, uh, he lost his life. Um, it just, man, it just, it really, to be honest, it really hurt in my, it really hurt, man. I felt it in my chest just because. I just didn't see it coming and he had said that he had been dealing with it for years and it was just really unfortunate man it's like every week i'm going on instagram and it's someone that looks like me out here dying and it's always young like young Dolph was 36 um nipsey was in his 30s and now we're losing virgil abloh at 41 it's just like damn man it's like no matter what avenue we take or what type of path we take, it seems like we can't escape an early death sometimes. Um, and like I said, I know that every one of all colors and races goes through things and lose people. But I was even saying, man, it's like dude was 41. That's like I, I almost said it. It's, it's like if it's like if the white community lost Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds is 45, bro. Yes, 45 years old. So that's like if right after he did Daredevil, boy just like passed away. Like, it's like, it's wild, man. Like, we lost Kobe Bryant. Like, it seems just to, it just seems to really, it seems to really be a certain, certain group, man. Like, it, it really does. Um, you guys can tell me if I'm tripping or, or if I'm just maybe thinking too much into it. But it just really seems like sometimes it's like, fuck, bro, like. Why is it, why is it that all these things seem to happen to people that really impact our culture, especially black men that impact our culture in a positive way, man, in a positive way. Like Virgil was doing a lot, a lot of good deeds, man. Um, I was even talking with my boy Stefan about how he would sign Virgil was here on a lot of celebs uh, pieces that he had. And I'm like, was he doing that on purpose? Cause he knew he had cancer. Like, like, I, I was just a lot of questions that came from it, um, but it truly was a sad day today. Um, again, Virgil Abloh, 41, passed away. Um, condolences to his family. Um, it just sucks, man. It honestly, honestly sucks, man. Um, I'm interested to see what comes of it. Um, hopefully, and I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident in, but hopefully he uh, took care of the paperwork, took care of the legacy I would hate to see uh, off white become tainted or diluted. Um, um, I hope that his legacy can live on, the designs can live on, um, because he truly was a uh, trendsetter and shifter of the culture. Man, we, we the culture really loved uh, Virgil Abloh. Man, he did a big things for off white. He showed a lot of people that look like us. You can do whatever you want. You can get into any room that you want that can't keep you out. Um, he really was doing a lot of uh, trailblazing. And to see his life cut short is truly a tragedy. 
So again, rest in peace to Virgil Abloh. Um, sending condolences to his family. Uh, Ahmad Arbery, man. Um, thank God some justice has been served. Um, everybody was found guilty in that case, including the district attorney. Uh, so to see some justice, to see some justice being brought to the to the family of Ahmad Arbery was awesome. It was relieving. Uh, yeah, it was just really relieving to see that. It was really, really dope uh, um, to see justice served. Because honestly, it was a sick tragedy that occurred that day. And to see finally get some justice for, for them and his family was awesome. So uh, I wanted to just cover those two things, man. Cover those two things. Um, yeah, and, and this has been honestly a great episode. Um, I wanted to end it out. On that, just sending my condolences again. Looking forward to you guys tomorrow. I will be uh, going live. I have another interview with tattoo tattoo artist Andrew Bloom um, out here in Atlanta at the City of Ink. Um, it's going to be great. Make sure you guys tune in. Um, but this is another episode of the Blunt Toss Podcast. I'm your host AB Brizzy. It's presented by the Savage Town TV Network. Make sure to check us out. We're on all streaming platforms. Just type in Savage Town TV and it'll get you where you need to go. This was dope, man. I'll see you guys later. Peace.